Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to another episode of the Squiggly Crows podcast. I'm Helen, and today I'm not joined with my normal host, my co-host Sarah. I'm actually joined with somebody. I'm going to introduce this person by all the brilliant things they do, and see if you can guess along the way who I'm talking about. So the person that I'm about to talk to, I'm very excited to speak to, is part motivational speaker, part entrepreneur, part champion for creating a business and life you love, and now part best-selling author of a new book, Everything is Figureoutable. I'd like to welcome Marie Forleo to the Squiggly Crows podcast. Oh, Helen, thank you so much for having me on. I think it's amazing. When I was thinking about all the brilliant things that you've done in your career and everything that is now captured in the book, so I'm personally very excited to talk to you and looking forward to bringing some of your insights and wisdom to our Squiggly Careers community as well. And maybe before we dive into the book, I wanted to just share a little bit of insight into how you've helped me personally. So the first time I came across your work was when I was on maternity leave. Mm. Uh, so I've got two children, Henry and Madeline, and my oldest Henry is four and a half. And I was on maternity leave about four and a half years ago. And there were a lot of late nights with a baby who at times wasn't sleeping. And there was quite a lot of YouTube browsing. Yes. Uh, and I stumbled across your YouTube channel and it made me feel happy it made me feel informed your actionableness of your work the people that you talk to your authenticity and your humor it just comes across in all the things that I was seeing on YouTube and it was a very nice in those dark nights when I was quite tired watching your YouTube channel felt like a very light relief that made me feel a little bit more like myself my worky self than maybe the person who was just trying to stay awake and feed a baby so thank you for that oh thank you for that story that makes me so happy sometimes as you know you create things and you just don't know how they're going to ripple out into the world so that just warms my heart knowing that in those somewhat tough times that there was some brightness for you from what we do there was and, and lots of laughs I think that the the way that you bring really important topics whether it's um, mental health or confidence but you also apply your humor to it I think comes across and for me what I love as well in the book everything's figureoutable that comes through as well like your humor and your just get it done and stop kind of doing any kind of bs it comes through that tone in the book as well thank you um, so let's start with your career then so your career has been what we would call squiggly, right? So it started on a trading floor and Wall Street. It's included magazine publishing. At times, you've kind of waitressed to keep things going. And right now, I think people would, that were looking at you would be like, oh, she's figured it all out. She's perfect. That's been her career the whole way through. There's been this master plan. 
But when you read the book and you get the backstory, it seems pretty squiggly. Absolutely. I feel like I am the embodiment of someone who's had a squiggly career. Um, And just like you said, starting off on Wall Street, going to publishing, trying to figure out who I am meant to be in this world and how to take the gifts and the strengths and the interests that I have and find a career that actually fits. And here's one of the biggest lessons I discovered. It wasn't about finding my dream career. It was about creating it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was first starting out, I was reading all of the traditional success books and a lot of the career books, and they all gave a different tweak on basically the same advice, which was to choose one thing, to focus in and to become so good at it that, you know, basically that's what you're going to do for the next 30 years of your life. And every time I tried to niche down and be hyper-specific and only focus on one thing, I felt like I was cutting off a limb. I'm just not built that way. And through the two decades of my career now, I've met many other people who feel similarly. You know, there was this phrase that came to me about three or four years into my business, which was this, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And that simple phrase that's made up really gave me a new context through which to see myself, which gave me a completely new way to interact with the world around me. I'll tell you, Helen, one of the places where I've always felt a lot of shame and embarrassment was when people asked me a very typical question, oh, so what do you do, you know, at a cocktail party, especially in those early days when I was still bartending and waiting tables and doing whatever I needed to do to keep a roof over my head while I was figuring out how to build a business from the ground up. I don't come from a family from a lot of money. I didn't have an MBA. I didn't have any experience. So I was just stumbling around in the dark trying to make all these pieces fit together. But once I started to use this little phrase for myself Mm -hmm. that I'm a multi-passion an entrepreneur, it gave me permission to talk about my passion for personal development and self-development, uh, my love of business, my new career at that time in terms of dance and fitness. You know, I don't have a traditional dance background. I don't have any formal training, but I've always loved to move. Music has been a huge part of my life. And I started dancing professionally when I was 25, which sadly is a little bit over the hill. So coming back to the point about a squiggly career, All of the different things I have done over the years have been an expression of the things that I've loved. And it wasn't until probably about a decade into doing what I was doing that they all started to come together in a Mm. convergence point. And I think it's important to highlight that because so many times when we're in the midst of figuring things out, it can feel like we're flaky and we're scattered and we don't know what's happening. But we're just mid-process. We're building skills. We're building relationships and experience. And in hindsight, probably in a few years, you'll go, wow, all of this is fitting together perfectly, but you couldn't have predicted it in advance. And I think as well, that whole, oh, am I being flaky? Sometimes that can come from the feedback that you're getting from other people as well. Sure. But I think particularly sometimes parents and people who are like, well, you know, you need to have, they're almost in what we would call almost like a staircase mindset. So you need to stick at that one thing. You need to be an expert. You've got to stay in your company. But actually the shape of careers doesn't feel like that actually anymore you can explore you don't have to be defined by the last job that you did and there, there is that opportunity to kind of move around and find yourself and I think um, to build on one of the things that you were saying there one of the things that we talk to people about is the difference between a, a limiting belief and a limitless belief yes and when you have your kind of I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur that is a limitless belief that's well all of this is in service of me being this amazing entrepreneur I'm going to explore my passions to be my best yes. versus 
I don't know what I want to do and I'm just going to try a few things until I find it. Yes. That almost seems far less empowering than the, I'm a multi- that's who I am, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm just doing this because this is how I, I feel my passion. That's right. And I think so many of the ideas that we have about careers and livelihood, they're relics from the industrial age where we were kind of taught in school, right, to kind of put your head down and stay focused and do one thing and get a job at a factory and you're going to do that for mm. 30, 40 or 50 years and then maybe you'll retire. And we just live in a completely different world right now. I mean, due to technology and how culture has changed, but we don't really talk about how that impacts our careers and in specifics, squiggly careers. So everything is figure outable for me. It showed up so profoundly in my work life. And I think that that's important to note because as adults, we spend the vast majority of our time working. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight, 10, often 12 hours a day, five, sometimes six days a week. And I know for the early part of my career, I worked seven days a week. Again, you mentioned the bartending and the waiting tables. I needed to do that in order to fund my business and to keep a roof over my head and to keep food on the table. And so many of us do. But I think the empowering thing about adopting the belief that everything is figureoutable is you keep reinforcing in yourself that you can and will figure out the things that are most important to you, especially about your work life. And on that kind of side project, guys, I was actually thinking recently about um, different jobs that I'd done. I was thinking back to university when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I was good at as well. And I think actually some side projects and part-time jobs can help you discover like what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. And I realised like I'd worked in a, a call centre for an insurance company. I'd worked in a retail environment. Um, <laughs> I specifically remember making candles very neat on shelves. Yes. <laughs> There's a, and, and I think side projects and part-time jobs, they help you to be resilient. They help you to understand how you relate to other people, discover more about yourself. I think, I think it's all goodness. The more work that you can do with different people to learn what you're good at and what you can enjoy. It just becomes a bank of knowledge for you to draw on. A hundred percent. And I think that tapestry of uh, relationships too becomes invaluable as you move through your career. So even for this particular book launch, One of my dreams was to do it in a very unique way. So I wanted to bring this book out, and I had this vision in my heart. I said, you know, what if a Beyonce concert and a TED Talk had a baby, then threw a block party? Obviously. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want to do. And, of course, my publisher just sat there, and there was, like, crickets. They were terrified. They're like, who is she? What does this mean for us? What's going on here? But I say that because there were relationships and things that I had built up at my dance and fitness career well over a decade ago that came in so handy in order for me to bring that particular vision to life at this stage in my career. There were people that I called. There was, you know, emails that I could send out. So all of the things that, again, in a different context would be like, oh, why did you do that? That was a kind of a left turn. That was a guitar solo on the side. It wasn't. It was all building and continues to build for me into an ever-growing expansion of how I want to express myself in the world. And I love, I watched uh, the video on YouTube where you're kind of getting ready for the book tour and you're doing the the kind of behind the scenes footage. And it starts with you being really honest, saying, I had this idea, presumably the one you just articulated, and now it's making me feel slightly ill that I'm going to go and do this idea and I'm questioning why I did it. And you sort of go through the curve of your emotions of, great idea, now I'm really wishing I hadn't said it, being really authentic and honest with a group of dancers saying, I'm not brilliant about this, but I just fiercely I'm passionate about dancing and how it helps people to 
feel confident and be their best. And then it ends with you on a stage in like silver trousers, just looking amazing. <laughs> and me thinking, oh my God, that, that is an arc. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, you know, all of that fear and all of that insecurity, it's real. And I think when we are making moves in our career, especially if we're making some kind of lateral move or we're making a left turn that doesn't necessarily align with our previous experience or our degrees or expectations from family or friends, we all have those feelings, right? That insecurity, like, mm. oh my goodness, this is the wrong move. Why am I doing this? I'm putting myself at a disadvantage. I am the newbie here. I don't know what's happening. But if you can embrace that self-doubt, if you can hang out with that uncertainty and be a beginner and allow yourself to learn, I think the growth that can occur from taking risks like that is priceless. You know, the whole thing that you just described of what I experienced in that whole behind-the-scenes video, I wanted to show that because I feel that all of that kind of angst that we go through that's present in every creative project and every move we have in our career. And we sometimes have an assumption that, you know, someone like me, again, I've been doing this for 20 years. Oh, she must have it all together. She must maybe not feel that fear anymore. Mm. She's confident enough. And I think that's just total bull. All of us have that fear and that insecurity. And it doesn't matter if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, 50s, 60s, or 70s. There's always a new growth opportunity for you if you're willing to embrace those fears, follow what your heart desires, and then just go for it. I think social media has its fans and, and it kind of is dissenters. But I think one thing that it does do is it gives people a view, people that are willing to share that, like you, you were in that example, they get the honest view. They don't just get the front page of the website, That's uh, which, right. which is lovely and it's all very polished, but they actually get that this is the person behind that, sharing an authentic sense of self with yep. people. Yep. So we talk there about these kind of beliefs and people stepping into kind of a more courageous rather than a comfort zone. One of the things that I really liked in the book is your kind of basically stop making excuses. You only get traction with action. Like yes. this kind of attitude that kind of comes through in it, which I think is really powerful and makes it more than a nice book, an inspirational book, and actually something that I think people can go do something with your kind of words of wisdom in here. Uh, one of the things that stuck with me was about how you spend your time. And I, I mentioned social media and about how much, but there's lots of things that we can do that, it can just absorb our time and can get in the way of doing things that might be more impactful for us in our career. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about opportunity cost and any of the insights that are in the book. That Oh, yeah. I mean, I think opportunity cost is such an important concept for all of us to embrace and to keep top of mind. So I remember first learning about this in college uh, when I was studying business and just economics, right? When you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. So when you say yes to watching another cat video on YouTube or just scrolling through your social feeds or just sitting on the couch and watching television or Netflix and just letting it go and go and go, you, whether you realize it or not, are maybe saying no to learning that new language, gaining that new skill, dusting off your resume, refurbishing a relationship or your health, or there's something that you want to do that maybe you're telling yourself right now, oh, I can't because I don't have the time. Hmm. I can't because I don't have the time. And I think that in modern society, feeling overstretched and overwhelmed and that you don't have the time to make your dreams come true, it's an epidemic. All of us, I mean, I've used that excuse from time to time too. But when you get really clear with yourself that it's not about having the time, it's about making the time and understanding opportunity costs, that those 30 minutes a day that in the moment doesn't feel like a lot when you're just scrolling through your email or again, you're watching the news or you're in some kind of habit of consumption. If you actually pull that all together, 
30 minutes a day over the course of a year is transformative. You know, if you think about just an hour a day, 365 hours over the course of a year, what could you apply that to that's really important in your life in terms of your career of making any kind of change? And so in the book, we kind of go through um, some great examples. So for example, if you spend 30 minutes a day on social media, you can have 182.5 hours per year or 22 full eight-hour workdays. I mean, think about that for a moment. If you devoted 22 full eight-hour workdays towards writing your next book or starting a new business or, again, anything that's important to you, it would change the trajectory of your life. And most of us just flitter a lot of time away because our society right now is built to have that happen. Our devices are extremely addictive. Most of us don't really intentionally set things up so that we're not getting dings or text or notification all the time. And then we wonder why we feel exhausted at the end of the day. So what we walk through in the book is just helping people reclaim power over their time so that you feel at choice, Mm -hmm. so that you never have to say to yourself, I can't because I don't have the time, because you're very clear that you are spending your time either on what matters most, or if you're choosing to watch TV, like that is what you're choosing to do. I have a simple example from my own life. I know at some point I want to speak fluent Italian. That's something I want to be able to do. But I'll tell you, Helen, it's not my priority right now. You know why? Because when I was home and I finished the book, I remember very clearly, you know, working a very long day. And then when I had a few hours at night, I wasn't opening up my language app and learning new Italian words. I was watching Stranger Things on Netflix because that's what I wanted to do. And I think when you're honest with yourself in that way, when it comes to your time, there's a lot of freedom in that. So you stop beating yourself up. You stop feeling as though you're powerless against your circumstances. And you start taking control over what you can do and what you can change. And life changes from there. I think there's this mix, isn't there, about the kindness to yourself and the intentionality because I've done it before and you kind of beat yourself up and think, oh, God, I just watched two episodes of that thing back to back. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. And I sat down with my husband and I had a little hug on the sofa and actually feel quite nice about it. I don't want to beat myself up about that. That's right. If it makes you feel good and you've done it intentionally, then then it's all good. All good. It's when you're gone, oh, God, I spent an hour looking at that thing and I've not really done anything. You think, well, that's not made you feel good. That's the time that you want to claim back. That's right. Or if you have a conversation with yourself or others about, well, I can't because I don't have the time right now. Mm. And I think the way that we start to unravel that, there's an exercise in the book where we talk about just time tracking for seven days, just keeping a log of exactly what you're doing from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. And it's not about making yourself look better on paper. So you can't adjust your behavior, right, <laughs> to make yourself like appear better than you are. The whole goal is just simply self-awareness so that you can see like, wow, I didn't realize in the morning I actually pick up my phone first and spend 17 minutes going through email and news feeds when I could have maybe had a 15-minute meditation before my shower. Mm. So it just starts to help bring awareness between you and you so that you can make more conscious choices. You know, studies show that we live over 40% of our lives through habit. So over 40% of our days, we're not even consciously aware of what we're doing while we're doing it. So I think it's a really just enlightening exercise to pay attention and then make the choice. Mm. Is how I'm spending my time now how I really want to spend it? Or are there other higher value things that I should be investing in that are going to make my life more what I dream? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Another thing in the book that I, I really liked is about guarding against the the need for perfection that, yes. that, that lives in so many people and even on this time thing you know I'm going to have the perfect week every week and then beating yourself up when you don't and you talk about actually think much more about progress than perfection in the book is that something that you have had to sort of coach yourself on at times 100 percent 100 percent I have very very high standards and throughout my entire career I uh, have always wanted to be the best that I possibly can be, do the best job I can for whomever I'm working with. And I've watched myself bleed into areas of where I haven't either published something or put something out there or felt like something was good enough because it wasn't to my standards mm-hmm. yet. And so over time and through experience and through pain, I've learned to go, oh, this is the best it can be. It is ready to go. And progress is way more satisfying than striving for perfection. There's actually a number of studies that point to how deadly perfectionism can be. One we talk about in the book where folks that had recently taken their own lives. Um, there was a study done where researchers interviewed their friends and family. And over 50% of the folks they interviewed described the person who had taken their own life as a perfectionist. And that's really hard. Mm -hmm. And there's also other studies that point to perfectionism being underneath the root cause of mental illness and eating disorders and a whole range of things that can cause us so much pain. And it really does connect to this fear of not being good enough. Mm. And that's a fear that we all have. And when you flip over into striving for progress versus perfection, everything melts and changes. You can still have really high standards, but what you're focused on is making these micro action steps each day. Are you learning something? Did you push your project ahead even just a tiny bit? And when you use that as the measuring stick, all of a sudden you start getting things done, you start producing more work, and you start feeling better about yourself because rather than striving to make something perfect, which is practically impossible, all you're striving for is perfection. And when we human beings see growth, we feel fulfillment. 
I think we are amazing if we talk to people about confidence gremlins and so these kind of like the limiting beliefs that are kind of in our minds and that hold us back and getting the way and, and we hear a lot when we work with people about the I don't know enough or I'm not good enough and yes. all, all the ones all the words that go in the middle of the I'm not enough statement yeah. and it really affects people and I think it leads them to comparing themselves to other people I have a quote that I've run your own race which is ironic given that I don't do any, any sport but to me being able to move away from the need to compare yourself because I think that I'm not good enough comes from almost thinking that somebody else is. Absolutely. And we put ourselves on, you know, with like, oh, I've got to be perfect. It's okay that that person's not perfect, but I've got to be every single day. And I think that goes back to the being kind to yourself bit as well. 100%. I mean, well, first of all, comparison is creative kryptonite. Anytime you're comparing yourself to other people, I guarantee you are not doing your best work. You're making yourself feel bad. And you're definitely out of your own game where you're probably not producing in that moment because you're comparing yourself to someone else you're seeing online or Mm. on your social media feeds. I often uh, talk about comparison like this. So back in my college days, there was this just awful liqueur that was called Goldschlager. And it was just this, I don't know if you guys had, it was gold sparkles and it was like cinnamon. And I just remember doing like, exactly. And I did way too many shots of that in college. Like I was like throwing up in the bushes, that kind of thing. Right. So it's the same thing. It would make me sick if I saw it today. Mm. But comparing yourself is like doing shots of compare Schlager. (laughs) Right. So you're just comparing yourself and you actually get sick. And then usually for a few days, you don't feel present enough or focused enough to actually get done your work. So mm-hmm. it's deadly. So the moment you see yourself going down and starting to do shots of compare slogger, like you have to close down the social feeds, get off that website, whatever you need to do. And I would suggest doing something physical, going for, you know, whether you dance or you run mm-hmm. or you walk or you swim or anything that gets you inside your body to kind of clear the cash and then stay focused on your work and the difference that you want to make. And just, again, no shots of compare slogger, not allowed. Okay, got it. Yeah, we do not want that taste. No. In our mouth is is done. Terrible stuff. It's done. End that now. Um, The last thing I really wanted to talk to you about was um, it's actually towards the end of the book, and it really stuck with me. It's actually quite a short part of the book, but I think it's really meaningful. Is this concept of a figureoutable force field? And I just love the idea of. I've always liked. There's a statement about you. You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. And part of that was coming through to me in this idea of a figureoutable force field that you could help yourself by really looking at the things and the people that are around you and the way you spend your time. Could you? talk to us a little bit about what that force field is and how people could build it. Yes. So for even a little more context, so this notion that everything is figureoutable, it's a simple phrase that will completely transform your life. And you can use it on the things from like fixing a leaky faucet to completely transforming your career any challenge that you face individually, but it doesn't just stop there. So this idea and belief in philosophy becomes exponentially more powerful when you use it in concert with others. And I've seen that to be true in my own life. So when my friends, my family, um, my team, when they also believe that everything is figureoutable, you do have this figureoutable force field, meaning there are other people around you that can support you when perhaps, for me in my own instance, when I was feeling all of that self-doubt, right? When I'm getting ready to put on this concert, which I've never done before, never performed in a concert, there were team members, there was a choreographer, there were other dancers that could say, hey, Marie, you're actually doing great. We've got this. You've got this. We can figure this out. We'll get there. When you hit inevitable stumbling points and setbacks, especially in your career or with your family, and perhaps you have a moment of self-doubt, there's other people around you that say, no, 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 we got this together. We will figure this out. Science always points to this too. If you want to have a long and healthy life, You can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. You need people around you. That support system is everything. And they say the lack of having a social support network can be as deadly as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness, in fact. Mm. 
So the way that we do that is to really nurture our relationships. And I've found one of the best ways to help build the figureoutable force field is to invest in other people's dreams. So you get interested in whether it's your partner at home or a colleague at work or just your friends, like having conversations with them about what they're up to, what they're excited about, what they may be struggling with right now, and being a loving and supportive and present force, that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Because anything that we want more of in life, if you give it first, it comes right back. It's like instant karma. So if you feel lonely, then have someone else not feel lonely by your presence. You know, if you want to be more appreciated in your life, go appreciate someone. It's a very, very simple thing, and people could think it's trite. But if you actually practice it, you'll see how true it is, and it happens instantly. So the goal there is to build up your figureoutable force field. Like, you adopt this belief, share the book, share the idea, share the phrase with others, and have people around you. I find that when you have that, you become 10 times more unstoppable than you could be on your own. I love the idea of that, investing in people's dreams as a starting point. It yes. just feels um, a warm way of building this. And if I think about the places that I've been where I feel like I've had a figure out force field and where I've worked, I used to work for Virgin. I know you've got both got a Virgin story and you talk yes. about Virgin Unite and Richard Branson in the book. And for me, I, I worked at the centre of Virgin and I felt like it was there. Everybody had this like figure outable attitude. And it was yes. like, we'll, we'll find a way through this. Like we'll, we'll find a way to bring people together. We'll find a way to get this into market. We'll find a way to solve this problem. And I've also worked in other places where that wasn't, it was unfigureoutable. It was yes. like every problem possible would be thrown. We've done it before. This won't work. They won't buy into it. And the way it feels is entirely different. You yes. can take on the world or you just may as well just go home. <laughs> like it's a very different essence. And didn't you find yourself performing different totally. in those environments? Like it, it shapes everything. Mm. And I think that's what makes part of what uh, working and living is about is so exciting because we're all going to have problems, right? We're all going to have challenges. We're all going to be faced with some really difficult, hard truths. And it's about how you show up and respond to those things that makes all the difference. So, you know, believing that everything is figureoutable, it's not about being a Pollyanna. It's not about sugarcoating reality. It's not about being rose-colored glasses all the time. It's about facing exactly what's happening, but doing it within a context where people do believe, hey, if this is important to us, we will find a way or we will make a way. And when you do that in concert with other people, I don't think there's any better feeling in the world. I feel very lucky because my business partner is a huge part of my figureoutable force field. Whenever we have that, how do we do this week? It's like, we will do this week. We yes. will, we, it's figureoutable. We will, we will find a way to do this. And so, yeah, I feel really lucky that I've kind of found my other work half to help me figure out the future of Squiggly Careers together. Thank you so much for your time. I know you've got a very busy itinerary when you're oh. in the UK and so many exciting things happening. And I'm really delighted that people in the UK will get to have some time with you and get to see this book. Where can I, I send people to to find more about Marie and more about the book? Where Absolutely. I mean, everythingisfigureoutable.com is uh, kind of where we have some resources about the book, like additional things that didn't make it in. But folks can find me at marieforleo.com and all the social channels are at marieforleo. So anywhere there is good. We do have some additional things that didn't make it into the book because as Ooh. you know, writing a book, <laughs> a lot gets left on the editing room floor, which could actually be great content. So when people go to everythingisfigureoutable.com, you'll see some extra goodies that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Amazing. And for people that are buying it off Amazon and obviously independent bookshops are all brilliant as well. But for anyone that's buying there, please do leave reviews because 
Amazon reviews make a big difference, just like uh, podcast reviews, everybody. You. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up. And I was joking about this in the US tour. I was like, hey guys, if you love the book, please leave a review. If you don't love the book, don't leave a review. <laughs> it's the truth. But but to your point, it is. I think when you believe in an idea, it's one of the most important things that you can do, especially in the book world, to help the book have a long-term life. So thank you for that. And I left mine last night as thank well. So it's, so it's on there. So you'll see Helena Amazing If um, love it. supporting all things about book. Thank you very much for your time and best of luck with the book and the rest of your tour. I think it's amazing. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.